Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. I am your host, Professor Jeremy Vilmer. And joining us now, Arn Anderson's favorite enhancement talent, the Kingslayer, Double B, Bobby Blaze. What's happening, Bobby? Hey, Professor, man, not too much. Just going to tell you a little bit about this past weekend. I didn't see Double A, Arn Anderson. I did see J.J., Dylan, ah. reached out and did the old fist bump, you know, just kind of acknowledge each other. Um, big B.W. was there, brother. He um, he walked by. Um, I'll get into detail in a second. And just kind of did a little handshake. He was there doing his thing. Everyone just doing their own little thing, man. But, uh, yeah, I went to uh, Chillicothe, Ohio. Uh, Bobby Fulton had a big deal called the reunion, a homecoming. And, man, he had some stars on this damn thing, man, I'm going to tell you. Uh, I got to see, I'm gonna go over some people I got to see and just kind of go back and, uh, have some fun with it. But anyway, I got to see, uh, Tommy Rich and, and Shane Douglas, of course, and Bobby Fulton. Uh, but they had, um, uh, my brother went with me and it was a great time spending time with my brother. And that's always real cool. And Shane Storm came by and that's, you know, he's like family, him and his beautiful wife, Vanessa. Um, I was actually going to stick around and watch the show, but I didn't. I'm glad I didn't. And my hemorrhoids this morning are thanking me uh, because uh, that ride up there was comfortable, but sitting on that concrete in a steel metal chair and getting up and walking around on that concrete, I was like, fuck, and man, I'm paying for it on hemorrhoids a day. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we were sitting where, where we were at. We were uh, inside the doors about third, third, third row over. And uh, they had these little uh, panels, you know, I have a table across my table. My banner goes vertical across or horizontal, rather, across my table. And behind us, they had some banners that was vertical. And that was the only separation. And my brother Jim said, uh, and he spoke to him a lot more than I did, honestly. Uh, but uh, we, we had our backs taken care of, man. Um, right behind us was Rick, Ste Rick Steiner and Ron Simmons. Damn! Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, my back was pretty much up against Ron's, just that little thing between us, and then his was against Rick's. You know, we we had room. It wasn't like back to back. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I spoke to him, of course, and and they were busy, and and then uh, Jim he had some conversation with them. I thought that's pretty cool, man. That, but again, they were real busy, and they they wasn't there to be, you know. Uh, talk to us all day. They had fucking people in their lines. You oh, know? yeah, I'm sure. Um, but the uh, other people, Scott Steiner was there. He did a deal where um, he just was with uh, Buff Bagwell for a little bit, and then he come over and he did a deal where he took a picture of him and Rick together. And then when I was leaving, they did a bit where I guess it was the uh, NWO, it was going to be Buff and uh, Steiner and uh, Kevin Nash. And Nash had a huge-ass line uh, most of the day. And then they had, I didn't even see him, but he was there. Um, Kurt Angle, they had him out in the gym. He had his own place out there and had a huge, wow. one, I guess. Um, I did get to see, uh, uh, Brian Armstrong, you know, Joe road dog, Jesse James. Yeah. Got to talk to him. I hadn't seen him. We had texted each other, uh, I was like, I saw him on a poster when it first came out, and I was like, you're going to be in my neck of the woods, buddy. I'll be seeing you. That was great to catch up, Brian. He, he was like family at one time, you know, on the road. Talked to uh, Billy Gunn, super nice guy. They had just, he had just wrestled. I'm not sure if Brian did or not, but Billy Gunn and his boys, they had wrestled in Lexington, Kentucky the night before, which is, was would have been Friday night. 
Friday night, Jeremy, he said, man, and he, he told me his experience, you know, coming in from Florida. And he said, yeah. I said, you make it in on, you know, have a good flight and this and that. And he goes, man, we was in Lexington last night. Well, I knew there was a show there because I knew a couple other people were booked on it. Anyway, Friday, about 530, Jeremy, it's 70 fucking degrees here. Okay? Mm-hmm. At 730, it's fucking uh, 30 degrees and about two inches of snow. And by about 9.30, it's like fucking uh, almost down to 22, I think it was, with four inches of snow. Jesus <laughs> That's Christ. How Kentucky was saying, you want to see some weird fucking weather? Hold my beer, motherfuckers. Holy and, smokes. Uh, anyway, we got up to about five to six inches of snow in this area, and there was a lot more up. We was heading towards Ohio. In Ohio, it, it was getting a lot worse up there. But by the time we left here, Joe Coffey's only about 75, 80 miles. Uh, all the roads were clear, you know, easy trip up, easy trip back, uh, just the way things were because it was looking crazy. I have to say I give props to Bobby Fulton for throwing this thing together, man. It, it's really – because everyone got there and they was all talking about the weather and travel from this and that because people was coming from all over. I'm trying to think – oh, Ricky Steamboat was there. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think who else was there. I guess Jackie Fulton was there. I didn't get to see him. Um, Tully Blanchett was there. Didn't get to speak to him. Like you see, some of these things you get to talk to people and some of you don't, but my brother and I, we spent, we talked to, um, uh, Rip Rogers and man, that guy just tells some stories this day. He's great, man. If you, you ever get a chance, uh, I, I wish we'd get him in this podcast, but it, it, he'd talk for three fucking hours. Hey, you um, know what? If, if you can get Rip Rogers and he wants to talk for three hours, fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I may send him my text. But Rick McCord was there. I don't know if you remember Rick McCord or not from back in the day, but he was there, man. He showed up. And no, I, I don't. I thought that was real cool. Rick McCord. I'll have to look he it up. He was a Memphis talent and ICW talent. I okay. think he ended up doing some uh, NWA or Georgia at the time. I'm not sure which. Yeah, but, I remember uh, Mike McCord. No, this was uh, Rick. Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, real nice to see him. But uh, anyway, the. Um, had some things just happen. Like I said, we had our back covered. Uh, they had these vendors there, of course. Uh, they sell, you know, different things. If you've been to enough conventions to know. And, uh, man, they had these mystery boxes, and they had, you know, artwork and all this. But they also had some wrestling gear. And my, bro- my brother said, man, go over and check it. They're real nice guys from California. Uh, as far as I know, they flew in for vendors. That's that's pretty damn far. That's a ways, Yeah. Yeah, and there were several vendors there. Real nice guy sat beside us, but he was like in Cleveland, you know, like two hours away. Uh, there was another vendor I talked to on the way out, real nice guy. But, uh, again, he was like two hours away. But these guys in California, um, not going to mention their names or anything, they had some stuff over, some gimmicks. And anyway, my brother said, man, did you see them uh, uh, tights? Uh, he's sitting there, and he's like uh, – the pants are not tight, they're not pants. And I go, Trunks? He goes, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. He goes, I couldn't think of what it was because, he goes, you'll just have to see it and you'll understand why I didn't say Trunks. And um, I said, okay. He goes, check out the Ric Flair Trunks. Okay. So I go and I talk to the two guys and I'm looking around and I see them. They got the, you know, the Nature Boy green he wears, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, they got a pair of Trunks. They got RF on them. But, Dude, they are not. They're, they they're supposed to be trunks, okay? And they had several pair, not just the flares. Uh, looked like maybe a, a steamboat and a couple of maybe a, a midnight. I don't know, but dude. He put down Ric Flair 
nursing home trunks. Oh <laughs> they, Lord! They, they were they looked like someone had uh, uh, got to go to hell for price savings. It looked like someone took a pair of granny panties or depends and made the design of these trunks. Oh, had these stretchy smokes. things around the leg holes and around the. It was obviously a gimmick maybe a kid would like, I guess. I don't know. Uh, my brother said he saw the op- someone open a mystery box. There was $20, and uh, those two guys split one, and uh, he pulled out a mask, I guess, and, and he said, yeah. He said, the older guy told the young one, said, you can keep the mask, you know. So they had pictures and different stuff in it. I don't know if they put any uh, granny panties inside the uh, – uh, excuse me, professional wrestling trunks inside the uh, mystery box or not, but I thought that was pretty funny, man. So, That's, um, God. Uh, I saw Shark Boy. I got to talk to Shark Boy. <coughs> um, he was sitting with Barry Windham. And like I said, Barry didn't didn't speak a whole lot, man. Uh, but, you know, uh, I'd have loved to sit down and talk to him, but I'd have been, you know, talking to him about how great he was while I was telling my brother on the way home, like, what am I going to tell him how fucking great he was in 85 through 88 or something? You, you know, know, I don't, I don't I think he, right I don't out. think he realizes how great he was is, is one of the things. Oh, no. See, I was thinking just the opposite. I think he probably knew he was. I, you think I so? Know. I don't know. My brother and I are speaking just like you and I are right now. Like, uh, I, maybe. Yeah. I, I think, well, maybe this says, you know, look, I, I know how good I was. I don't need you a fucking fanboy on me or something, you know. Yeah. But um, uh, I saw Tommy Rich, and um, so <laughs> I seen, like I said, yeah, I seen Tommy a couple weeks ago. But anyway, I spoke to him and come in, and uh, we had – you know, my hair's got a lot of gray in it now, majority, <laughs> all of it, uh, gray. And, uh, you know, Tommy takes care of his hair, and I always take care of mine. I just haven't used any uh, color on it. And um, so it's just a natural color. Well, um, I, had, I had went, man, check this out. This uh, former professional bodybuilder I knew years ago named Dee Dee. She's uh, been in this area um, a couple years older than me, maybe, maybe my age or give or take a year or two. I should say that, uh, not giving out her age. But beautiful lady, man. I stopped in and got a haircut from her on Friday. And what a beautiful experience I had, man. She she goes, oh, hey, the wrestler, how are you? And I was like, I know you, D.D. And we we just hit it off. She started talking about the great escape where uh, when the wrestlers used to come through here, that was a gym they worked out at. And uh, it was just a really cool experience. Gave me a good haircut and all that. But anyway, got the gray in it. And uh, <clears throat> so when I was over there with the seminar when Tommy done it, uh, they would get ready to do a time warp. Uh, don't worry, we're Earl. We haven't forgot about your commercial, buddy. Uh, we was over there. He he asked me. He goes, uh, they're going to do an appearance. He goes, hey, you going with us to you know to the appearance? And I was like, no, man. I've already been over there. I've had you know had my time back in August. And I said, no. I said that's my hometown, Tommy. I said I, I, I've been down there several times. I said, but I had, I've already had my appearance. He goes, oh well. The reason I want you to go, man. He goes, he goes. I want I want you to be my daddy, Bobby. He goes, man. That that, that hair's looking good. <laughs> and I said, well, Tommy, I'll be your daddy from now on. How's that? So he, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we ribbed each other. Well, anyway, so yesterday, uh, yeah, I talked to him. Come in. Hey, how are you? Blah blah blah. Fuck off. You know, kind of thing. Well, I went to talk to Kevin Sullivan. And he was engaged in this conversation with this elderly gentleman. They, I could tell he was having to, you know, just don't want to bust in on him. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I, I, I went and used the restroom and come back. I said, oh, it's Kevin. Well, I waited. And I looked up. But there was uh, uh, – I talked to Rude Boy from up in Detroit. I talked to him. He's got a book out. And he's got some stuff going on up that and area. He's been wrestling cool. the NWA too, I believe. Yeah. 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 Talked to him. Good dude. Mm. 
anyway, um, he was beside Tommy and, and uh, Ricky Steamboat. So uh, I looked up, and uh, Rude Boy and I had already spoken a couple of times, actually. And so uh, there's Tommy and Kelvin, Kevin Sullivan talking. I said, here's my chance. Well, what happened was about 20 minutes before this, they announced that a wrestler wasn't going to make it in. I, I couldn't remember if it was Luke Hawk or someone couldn't make it in due to a flight. They tried to get them into Columbus, couldn't. Uh, anyway, something happened. And they said, but fans, um, today filling in, we've got uh, Wildfire Tommy Rich is going to be, you know, wrestling later on tonight. He's going to take his place as a tag team, you know. Well, of course, people popped, you know. Yeah. And uh, no one booed that whoever wasn't going to be there. My brother and I, we kept trying to figure out who the hell they said, but I don't know. Anyway, anyway, so I waited. I went over there. I said hi to Kevin. I said, yeah, I started speaking to you earlier. Using gay, you know, gentleman over there, and he goes, "Yeah, blah blah blah." Well, anyway, uh, right in front of Kevin, I, I, I said, Tommy, I said, "Don't you think you ought to ask your daddy before you decide to get out there and wrestle anymore, boy?" <laughs> and he looked at me. And he said, "Damn you, Bobby!" <laughs> and Kevin walked away. He caught on. He took a couple steps back that he was at, and I was like, "Tommy, man." And so he had. He had a he had a good line, but there was mostly uh, at this point I wasn't trying to interrupt his business. But they were the people standing there was actually getting signed by uh, Ricky Steamboat. But some way there was a highlighter there, and some way Tommy had it on his nose, and I just leaned down. And I said, "Tommy, just right, you know, wipe your." There was a yellow streak underneath his eye, like he just you know brushed it un- unintentionally with a sign or something, you know. Yeah. And uh, he said, all oh, them fucking people right there is probably going, huh, look at that guy, look at that guy, I got that yellow streak on him. I said, no, I said, it just appeared. I said, you must have just, you know, just had it on your finger or something. I said, it just just letting you know, get it off there. You know, we had a little laugh about that. But, you know, funny things like that happen, man. Um, some people you get to talk to and some people you don't. Uh, some people you want to talk to and some you don't. And I'm, feel, I'm sure they feel that way about me too, you know. Oh, yeah. But uh, we had some unique experiences. Uh, you want to ask anything? I've got a couple other stories I, I definitely got to get in here, man. But I um, want to tell you those just off the top of my head there before I get into some notes I've got. Well, um, I was going to just kind of compare the the sometimes you, you know, you, you want to talk to somebody and it just doesn't happen. Yeah, I don't know if you know who Jim Shooter is, but he was a writer and editor at Marvel Comics for like 30 years. And uh, during the 80s, when the big story started coming out, he was the editor in chief over there. And I ran into him in a comic show in Reno. I think it was Reno. And I'm standing there at his table because I'd like to meet him, you know. Yeah, and uh, he's talking to some big boob chick. So I'm like, I'm not cutting in on that, but I'm not I'm not going anywhere, you know. Yeah, I'm there for a couple minutes. My ex-wife comes back from doing whatever she was doing. She's like, "Hey, I don't know, whatever it might have been like Adam West or something." Blah blah blah. Oh well, I gotta go. And I say, "Hey, Mr. Shooter, I don't want to interject here." I said, "But I wanted to thank you for the 1980s." And he reaches over, he shakes my hand, and he goes, "Hey, um, I'm already turning around, walking away." He goes, "What's your name?" I go, "It's not important." I just took off. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. Um, we sat uh, directly across from Greg the Hammer Valentine, and um, I thought my brother had said damn. something earlier, and um, he was just sitting there. And if you know what Greg Valentine looks like, you, you'll appreciate this even more. And I said something. I said, "Man, he still looks mean and hateful as ever," you know. 
And uh, my brother said, what, did you expect him to age gracefully? You know? <laughs> and he, I walked over and said hi to him. He just sits there, man. Looks, it just He's just sitting there. Does he just he glower at people? people? Come by, but he just, it's the weirdest thing. He just sits there like... People come up and have stuff from the sign, and he, they buy stuff from the stuff. But uh, man, it's just like he looks like he's just fucking miserable being here sometimes. Well, he you know? looks like the kind of guy who's gonna eyeball fuck everybody that walks by his table. You know, just yeah. like no, yeah. he was looking at me, and I finally got up. I had spoke to him, or I walked back. It was dead time, and I walked over. I said, "You all right, Greg?" Put my hand out. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get something to eat. You know, something like that. Like, okay, yeah. you know, just. Uh, uh, but Jimmy had spoken, you know, he'd spoken to several people. He got up and moved around a little bit. We took turns, you know, I had the belt there on the table and some books and T-shirts. Oh, and this was because of my brother. Uh, we sold a book to a woman who couldn't read. He's the one that sold it to her, not me. Uh, he, That's a hell of a salesman right there. Yeah, there was this couple there and his family. <laughs> and, man, this girl was so excited. And um, bless her heart. Uh I'd, I'd say she probably couldn't, but man, she she saw that book and she wanted it. I was thinking, honey, there's not that many pictures in there, but anyway, uh, I really I had that thought, you know. And then I yep. signed it, and she was sweetheart, you know. And um, Jimmy said, he goes, that, you know that girl probably couldn't read, don't you? And I said, well, yeah, but you're the one enticed her over here to the damn table, man. You know. But anyway. Uh, you know, you just meet all kinds of different people like that, Jeremy. That sure. Just uh, that anyway. Check this out. I had a couple of different things happen to me. I went around this corner. There's a guy up there from I think in Cincinnati wrestled with Big John. Well, he had a fucking midget with him, and um, they was around a corner. Uh, 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 the way the the table was going, I was on a very. I walked down and was edging around a corner. I went over to speak to a couple other guys I knew. Well. Uh, this midget has been over the table uh, listening to a story, I guess, from Big John. But anyway, uh, the guy, he shot up off the table, the midget did, and started to run around the corner like he had something to tell, like fucking tell a wrestler, like tell, you know, tell a phone, tell a gram, tell a wrestler. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, he shot off of him, and uh, I just, <laughs> his shoulder hit me right in the ass, and I about gave a midget a bump right there, man. <laughs> I mean, he about took his own bump, turned around and spun into my ass, you know? Yeah. And I was like, you know, sometimes life is, uh, for a midget, I would imagine, is uh, nothing but elbows and assholes, you know? Oh, well, yeah, depending <laughs> on the heights, I could see that, yeah. yeah. Well, he got yeah, he got the butt yesterday. One of them did. Because there was two of them there. Believe it or not, I was at a place that there was more than one midget. <laughs> and anyway, this other midget came up to my table, and I told Jimmy, I said, fuck this midget around the corner here just about took a bump from me. And I don't know if it's not this one here now. Well, the one that was standing in front of me, uh, <laughs> after the nut shot to the, from the midget or whatever, he, cause he hit my butt. And, uh, cause Jimmy first thought he said, I, I got hit a nuts by a midget. I was like, no, it's my butt. And well, anyway, this other midget come up to buy a picture. He asked me how much the eight by 10 were. <laughs> okay. I said, $10. He, I kid you not. He said, so I, had, I had two smaller pictures, four by sixes, right? Yeah. Well, they're $5 each. Okay. So I said, he said, I really don't want a big picture. Can I buy a small picture? And I was like, yeah, you know what? I said, just give me five instead of 10, because he's going to give me a 10. 
to, to, to about eight by ten. I said, just give me five and take both of those, the one with the blood on and the one with me holding the belt, right? I said, just just take both <laughs> both of those for five dollars. And so uh, the midget gave me five ones because he said he didn't carry big bills. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's bad, what's bad, Bobby? Hold on, I, I got to get this one out there while I'm still thinking it. I thought you were going to say he said he was a little short when he told the dollar amount. Well, he just, that, that eight by ten was too damn too big for him. He said, Ooh, "I just couldn't I just fit in his hands." Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, <laughs> the uh, the two other things that happened is very very unique. Uh, um, shit, like I said, we we talked to. Uh, Shane, Shane Storm and his wife, you know, come over and hung out. I love that. I'd have loved to have went to the show. I enjoyed the time uh, that Rip Rogers, him and I, and my brother, and Rick uh, record. Rick uh, Rip told some stories, man, from back in the ICW, and and uh, really good stuff. And he goes, and those are clean ones, you know. And, and he he is just a character and a half, but uh, a, a good dude there. But um, man, we were sitting there, and this guy come by, pretty good shape, pretty solid, had kind of an athletic looking. Uh, baseball type jersey on and uh, uh he talks to me and my brother for a couple minutes and uh seemed rather educated and uh kind of suave i'll say you know kind of good looking guy and um i couldn't figure out why i thought that but you know he starts walking away and he gets about i don't know 20 feet from us and jimmy looks up and on the back of his shirt guess what it says uh, Bobby Blaze. Well, close enough. It says <laughs> Smedley. S M E D L E Y. I got up from the table. I said, "Hey, hey!" I start getting down through there. I say, "Man, your last name Smedley?" He goes, "Yeah." I go, "Come back here and meet my brother, man." I said, "This is my brother, Jim Smedley." I said, "I'm Bobby Blaze Smedley. You still here talking to?" Well, we started talking off the Smedley name. Well, he lived in Cincinnati, and told us where he worked, and you know, kind of a little bit about his family, this and that. I said, "Man, we." go to these things, never met any fucking more Smedley, you know, that just, that's why I put him over as being suave and built good and all that, because he yeah. was, you know, he was a damn Smedley, by God, you know, so he was a super nice guy, uh, so I don't know if he's listening, but his name was Josh Smedley, I think, and um, so that was one thing that happened, now this other thing you're going to appreciate, Brent, if you're out there and you're listening, or Brent's mother, listen, Brent's mom, you're doing great. <laughs> Going back to school and doing good stuff. Keep it up. You're doing fine. And Brent, you're going to be all right too, my man. And I'll tell you why, Jeremy. Check this out. He wanted a picture with the blood, right? You know, the 8 by 10 And uh, so uh, they're talking. The lady's real, real nice lady. I can't remember her name. Uh, but anyway, she's talking to my brother. Then Brent's talking to me a little bit. Uh, fine young man. And um, blah, blah, blah. So I signed the picture and go to give it to him. Well, he hasn't paid yet, and we're still just kind of talking, though it's not like, you know, trying to get away or anything. So he pulls out his wallet, and I'm not really paying attention for about a half a second. I'm just waiting for him to get his money out because I'm still kind of cross-cross talking to his mom. Well, when he goes, my brother looks up and says, oh, no, man, let me see that wallet. Well, he has this brown wallet, and guess what it says on it? It says Smedley on it. No, close again. <laughs> it's got bad motherfucker on it. Oh. Now, anyone that knows me, I have had a bad motherfucker wallet for about probably 15 years, <laughs> now, okay? Whoa. Right off the movie. I bought it from, you know, 
Amazon, uh, a bad motherfucker site in uh, uh, Las Vegas, and then they direct me Amazon. I got to, you know, save money getting it through them. So actually, so he's standing there. My brother goes, oh, no, you he's looking at me. He goes, you like that? And I go, man, I reach in my pocket and said, let me show you something. And I flip it over, and if you can see me doing it the way I do it, I just flipped over my bad, my black leather with brown etching on it, and it says bad motherfucker, and that dude about lost it. And his mom about lost it. Man, we had a good time over it. I said, you know how many times? I started to tell a story about a guy I pulled out a Power Ranger. Uh, this happened. I got witnesses. He was bragging. This is an indie show. Indie show about 10 fucking years ago, and he was bragging about getting him a little fucking, it looked like a plastic Velcro. It's a grown-ass man. Uh, fucking Power Ranger uh, wallet, right? He's all mm-hmm. excited like a kid. He's a grown-ass man. And there was other wrestlers around, and they said, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And I'm just, like, minding my own business because I'm just, you know, there as, uh, like, I go to a show and hang out, and I see my friends that are going to wrestle or whatever. And uh, one of the guys says, uh, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. You ever seen Bobby Blaze's wallet? And he, these other guys are a little bit younger, so they're putting over his Power Ranger thing. I guess it's a throwback 90s. You know what I'm saying? And I'll tell you yeah, what, yeah, I yeah. did dig the wallet. I'm not digging the guy doing it, but I said, I actually like the wallet too. It was a good little throwback. You know, something I probably would have bought my boys back in, you know, the mid, uh, late 90s, uh, early 2000s or whatever. But nonetheless, I just reached down pull out my wallet says bad motherfucker well that circle of friends just backed away from that cat real quick and said oh man that's so fucking over bobby let me see that <laughs> man, power ranger were forgotten the, the real men stepped up and said yeah that's a wallet you yeah know? so uh it's got me over a couple times but that that was pretty cool meeting this medley and and uh you know having uh, the bad motherfucker wallet experience with brent out there uh so that's that's pretty cool man and it, you know uh one of the things that happened. Uh, well, you Jeremy, know, I don't know. You got a question about yesterday? Not a, not a lot of questions, but I was gonna I was gonna follow that story up. You know, Sam Jackson kept his lightsaber from the Star Wars movies, right? Uh huh. And he had it engraved with "Bad Motherfucker." Oh, nice, man. Yeah. Nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's see here, because I mean, it just. I, uh, the Bobby Fulton. I've got to get a couple of shout outs though. Yeah, as I say, it sounds like Bobby. You know what? Let's do this. Let's let's kind of reset the table real quick. Let's yeah. um let's Bobby tell everybody about the time warp real fast. Okay, sure it will, man. Uh listen here, folks. If you're a video gamer, sports fans, nostalgic enthusiast, are you ready for a time warp? And that's what Jeremy says. Damn yes, right. I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, Time Warp is a brick and mortar hobby shop with a huge selection of everything sports, gaming, and collectibles in downtown Ashland, Kentucky, with two locations in the Ashland Town Center. Guess who was there yesterday, Jeremy? Uh, a guy named Smedley. Nope, the mayor of Knoxville, Kane. Oh. They sponsored Kane. He was in town. I'd love to have went down and said hello to him, but I had to leave town due to that snow. I left a little bit earlier, you know, but they had him, and they've got other people coming, so be aware, just letting you know. But uh, they've got vintage toys, sports cars, collectibles, tons of wrestling merch. It's the largest selection of memorabilia in the tri-state area. They also have an exclusive, an extensive uh, inventory of vintage and courage video games, current video games, and consoles. It's a 100% must-visit for retro gamers. When we get you out here, Professor, you're going to stop by and see Earl at the Time Warp because the Time Warp buys your collectibles daily. They open seven days a week. 365 days a year, 
They're only closed on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Check them out over on their fan or shit Facebook. God damn, Bobby spit it out. Hey, Jeremy, check yes. it out. Yeah, yeah. Go to the Facebook page at Ashland Time Warp or Time Warp Ashland, would you? Ah, man. <laughs> Uh, good group of people there. Earl, of course, we appreciate you very much. Him and uh, Joe, the uh, the wrestling agent, you know, they put some good stuff together, and uh, that's real cool, man. So give them a visit. Tell them Bobby Blaze sent you from, you know, in the tri-state area. If you're driving through Ashland or whatever, stop by and see Earl and the good people down at the time work for me, would you? There we go. Yeah, uh, definitely go check them out. And if you can't get over there in person, go find them on Facebook you, and um Mercari is the website they do all their online sales through. So definitely check it out. They got a lot of stuff. Pretty cool. Yeah. If I if I wasn't trying to act like more like a grown-up, I'd probably buy a ton of shit from them already, you know? <laughs> and like I said, they are on Facebook at Time Warp Ashland. Um, so, yeah, no, I needed to let you know, too, Jeremy. I don't know if that might have already come out, man. I did a podcast today and uh, before we did our podcast. And it was called, uh, I met this gentleman from over in England, uh, Glenn Abbott. Shout out to Glenn. Him and his partner, Jeremy. Jeremy is from uh, Louisiana. So I think he said North, northern Louisiana. I'm not sure. Might have said something about swamps, too. I'm not sure about that. I don't know. Anyway, um, they got a, um, a, a program called uh, Peace of Business. Pieces of Business, man. And they talk about wrestling. Uh, they do watch along sometimes. Uh uh, apparently, Glenn does the ones with the um, some of the English wrestlers, and then Jeremy turns them on to some of the Mid-South wrestling and Southern wrestling. They wanted to have me on right when they first started their podcasting, and things just didn't work out schedule-wise. And as they told me today, they were very glad it didn't because now they're 71 episodes deeper, and they are um, so much better than when they, when they started, and you and I both know how that goes. Oh, yeah. But um, I wanted to give Glenn and Jeremy a shout-out and check out uh, this week's podcast. I'll tag it on my Twitter that's Bobby Blaze 744. I'm sure Jeremy will put it up on the uh, Bell to Bla- Bell to Bell Blaze uh, Twitter page. It's two Southern boys and an Englishman, and uh, Bobby Blaze is a special guest. And of course, that's just kind of letting you know. Um, again, I'll put up there. They're also with Anchor FM, Jeremy. Just so you know. Oh, okay. But um, it's gonna. You can watch along with Jeremy and Glenn as they review their favorite matches that have never seen before. And this week's episode has already dropped. Two Southern Boys and an Englishman, the Bobby Blaze special. Look for that once I send it out on Twitter or go and follow them at the uh, uh, Piece of Business uh, or follow Glenn Abbott on Twitter. And then also, I left this out, but follow Jeremy on Twitter at uh, Geekish Cast. And also tell them about your new podcast, Jeremy. Uh, so my new podcast is actually me and a co-host. We are focusing very specifically on uh, Captain Christopher Pike of Star Trek, who was a guy who had just shown up in one episode before they had hired William Shatner. He was going to be the captain, and then he backed out when it wasn't picked up. Uh, but he's got a new. They've got a new series about this character coming out on Paramount Plus. So right now we're going through the original series the movies and other stuff about the character, and then we're going to watch along as the new TV show comes out. Cool. So You still drinking that bad wine? Uh, oh, well, it was a brandy. Yeah, and yes, oh, okay. yes. Well, it's, it's it's in the contract. It's it's what we have okay. to do. It's in the description of the show. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, when I get off here, I'm going to tell you, this past weekend, uh, yeah, I'm going to get me some beer, okay? 
That's what I'm going to do. I think I have some beer or some Mexican food tonight. Oh, that's what I'll take care of my hemorrhoids. What do you think? Well, it'll blow (laughs) at the very least, it'll blow them out, you know, if if nothing else. (laughs) Yeah. And I, again, I want to say, uh, man, I have to send a special thanks to my brother. Uh, he picked me up in a range. Actually, he picked up in a range. Uh, my car has got an oil leak, Jeremy, and it's went from about once a month putting about a half a quart into it to about once a month to putting a quart into it to now where I'm putting a quart in it about every five days, and that's not good. No, uh, that's really not good. Even though I think I could have made it to Joe Coffee, I'm glad I didn't take my vehicle. But my brother, you know, we grew up being wrestling fans, and, man, he stays so busy at his job and uh, family and just such a good person. Uh, but we, when we schedule something like this, um, it's always uh, so much good time spent with each other. And, and I appreciate that from him. Um, so he, he had arranged it to where uh, he was going to drive me up to Chillicothe. And I didn't know this. I just, I just sent him a text. Because I, I get OCD and I bug someone over something that's crazy, you know. And um, hold on a second. I can get some. Anyway, I said to him, um, I just sent a little text on like Tuesday and, hey, man, you know, you still want to go up there? Because one of the students had also asked me, uh, hey, if you, if you need a ride, I'll take you up. And, of course, you know, I try to pay for the gas and get them something to eat. And we try to make a day of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's fun. But anyway, so uh, Jimmy, he texted me back. He said, oh, I've already taken care of it, man. Um, he said, I'll be taking you up there. And he goes, I, ca- I called Shane Storm. And uh, he's going to bring you home after the show. So I could have, you know, did the thing, spent a couple hours with Jimmy, and then, you know, stayed and watched Shane wrestle and come home. Like I said, those plans changed because the long day and this and that. Again, the packed house, you would not believe it. Uh, several people posted pictures. They had that gym packed, and I'm really happy for Bobby and um, all the guys that actually wrestled the show. Uh, the only thing I didn't get to do, I want to give a shout to Nate, the amazing Nate, Nate Matson. Um, he, he was, he was. We talked on Twitter. There was going to try to see him. I hadn't seen him for a long time. I used to see him at uh, Cleveland Auto Pro Wrestling. That was one guy I did want to see because he was actually going to be wrestling later on that evening. But um, as soon as we got in the car and hit the highway, uh, Shane texted me and said, uh, "Nate's in the locker room." And I was like, "I'm already on the road, man." You know, uh, if I hadn't been at five minutes, we got out of there just the right time. If I hadn't been at five minutes, that Shane may have been walking back to the locker room and sent the text. When it, when it showed up, I probably would have turned back and seen them. But that, that's sometimes things like that happen. But you got to look. We got to spend all this good time together out there on the road. That was that was pretty awesome, man. Uh, just riding up and riding back. Um, and we, you know, had a hamburger on the way up, cheeseburger on the way up there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a good time, man. Oh, it sounds like it. It sounds like you guys had a yeah. blast. And Bobby yeah. Fulton, it always every time you come back from one of his shows, it sounds like he really knows how to put a show on, you know? Oh, man, he, he does. He he really does, man. Um, just uh, he had put so much into this. He gets out and hustles like you wouldn't believe. And I'm telling you, man, uh, he had all them stars there. Again, I don't know who was not supposed, who didn't show up due to a flight. But I think they were just going to be coming in for the wrestling show. I don't think they were part of the fan fest. So everyone that said that he had advertised, they all showed up. Uh, some of those people's lines were overwhelming, you know, because, you know, big stars, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, just a lot of good people. You meet a lot of good people. I laugh and joke about the midget. You know, both of them were really actually pretty cool guys, you know. Uh, the girl was all excited that couldn't read. She was fucking she, – she, she may have been – 
she may have been able to read, you know, just ribbing around her, but she, a good time, you know, and then um, you, just the people you meet, a Smedley or another guy has a wallet, you know, uh, version of your wallet or having to get eye-fucked by a Greg the Hammer Valentine or whatever it is, you know. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to do something, Jeremy, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, they did us on the other podcast. I'm just going to put this out here because it made me feel really good, and it kind of wraps up my feeling about a couple people. Um, a couple people have said they've read my book, and I don't know if they did or they didn't because uh, if I tell them so much or uh, something like that, I'm like, do they really, do they really get something I'm saying? And so uh, Jeremy on the other show read this paragraph in my book, and I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to give him a book plug. But it kind of sums up the weekend, too, of, like, uh, just getting out and meeting people and stuff. And uh, So this is towards the end of the book. It's uh, being a lifelong learner. I, I'm sure I will continue to learn more about myself and about life. But here are some items of importance that I have found that make my life worth living. Live life without the judgment of others. To love... To have love for life and for others, self, and for others, and the same is the single most important aspect of life. Spread love. Time spent with others, especially the ones you love, is one of the best gifts you can give another. Perseverance. Keep on keeping on. Perseverance is the key to making it out of any hell you may be going through, and to help you reach the goals that you have set for yourself. Just to merely exist on a planet is tough enough. But to dream and actually accomplish something worthwhile with your life, that's living. And that takes perseverance. Love. Don't judge others. Share your time wisely and persevere. And I just want to share that, man, because um, uh, sometimes I, I forget about that. But like we talked about, uh, you can hear it in my voice. The After this whole COVID thing, we start opening things back up. And I say, you know, fuck. <laughs> I will get out every chance I can now, and if I get to get to one show a month, I'm going to get out and see people and, you know, try to help other people, like with the wrestling camp, you know, and things like that. Yeah. Because, you know, COVID just kind of kept us all boxed in and fucked our heads up and, like, uh, fuck that noise. You know, I ain't got time for that anymore. We're not written space. To, no vacancy there. Get out and make something happen every once in a while for yourself, you know? Yeah. So uh, that's why I kind of just, like, so thankful that I got to get out yesterday, see people, meet people, greet people, and uh, and, and, and be a people, by God. <laughs> well, you know, and again, I, I said this a few weeks back, that you've been you've been more active in the wrestling world again, you know, with your coaching and then doing shows and things. I've never seen you this happy. So, yeah, I, you it's know, been a while. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, my brothers told me, I asked of a couple other people, and, and it's helped me mentally, my mental health, Jeremy. You know, oh, it really yeah. has. Um, so with that said, I just want you to know you can go to Amazon and pick up either copy of my book, either one of my books. But the way the professor has it set up, if you go to tinyurl.com slash blazebook1, you can get a copy of Pin Me, Pay Me, Have Boost Will Travel. If you go to tinyurl.com slash blazebook2, you can get a copy of I Kicked Out on Two, The Educational Wrestler. They're both available. And also it would help uh, sponsor this show a little bit because uh, Jeremy and I are still in debate whether we get 12 cents or 20 cents. Every little bit helps. But uh, we both smile when I sell a book, and, and Jeremy gets a little giggle, giggle and a laugh out of it the way I say that. But, yep. uh, yeah, help a brother out and buy a book. 
and, and enjoy yourself. As you heard me read some uh, some part of it towards the end, uh, because some people have said, man, there's some life lessons in there too. It's not just all about wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I put that in there for a reason. Here's, here, here's like one of my favorite ones is that thing where you talk about how to avoid getting your dick stuck in a watermelon. It's like chapter <laughs> chapter eight or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I got my stuck in a vacuum cleaner, but uh, well, we've all been Freddie there. Freddie Gertrude was none the wiser. Uh, <laughs> I don't, my cousin brother knew where that hickey came from, but uh, she had this new vacuum cleaner, and uh, you weren't supposed to bring it up, Jeremy. But anyway, <laughs> I didn't. I brought up the watermelon. Oh fuck! You saw the watermelon story. Never mind. Uh, I didn't mean to say anything about the vacuum story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, hey Bobby. While we're while we're laughing and having a good time, let's go ahead and let's kill the mood a little bit. Um, yeah. So we, you and I, have come to a decision on the show. Yeah. Um. I and I think. Well, I'm just I'm going to spit this out there. I think we're going to wrap it up on May 9th or thereabouts. Somewhere around that time. Yeah. yeah. So, um, if you haven't bought a book yet, do it soon. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. still going to be around. Hey, they're going to be. We might wrap this thing up. I'm looking to do another podcast like you are. I may do a weekly little thing just on my uh, Twitter feed or something like that, a YouTube channel or whatever. I just want to tell you something real quick. I just pulled this up. World class, pro, world classic professional big time wrestling was packed out last night with over 3,000 people in attendance. Uh, and they had to turn people away, man. Wow. So, uh, anyway, yeah, that's. Um, that was from Bobby Fulton. And I had seen the picture that uh, Rip had posted after I left. And I, I told my brother, so I'm glad we left. Cause I couldn't, that crowd was, if, if I wouldn't have been in there with a good seat, I just, you know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, but, um, but I'm sure I missed out on some good professional wrestling too, because I knew a lot of the uh, performers that are going to be there, the wrestlers, workers, you know, uh, in this case, professional wrestlers. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm sure they did a great show, but yeah, we, we may wrap this thing up the, uh, the right before, um, May the uh, 7th, I'll be at Bluegrass WrestleCon in Ashton, Kentucky, and I'm going to be doing that show, and then I think we're going to probably end it on a uh, uh, this past weekend episode. Shout out Theo Vaughn, stole his little uh, gimmick name there, if you don't mind. He's everyone's second cousin anyway, so Theo, my second cousin, my man, kind of stole the gimmick on uh, this past weekend, but on May the 7th, at Bluegrass Wrestling Con, myself with Shane Douglas. Uh, again, going to see, uh, did talk to all these people, but did get to see them, you know. Uh, but DDP will be at this one. Buff Bagwell will be there. Gangrel, Sergeant Slaughter, Ricky Steamboat, Jimmy the Mouth of the South Heart, uh, Shane Douglas and myself, and um, uh, Flash Funk, or what, Two Code Scorpio, yeah. if you will. Uh, Earl and uh, Joe the Wrestling uh, Agent are bringing them guys in. And that's uh, May the 7th at the, uh, the uh, Kentucky Highly Museum in a beautiful downtown Ashland area. It'll be uh, springtime here, and it will be a very beautiful time of year to come to visit Ashland. Now, watch it fucking snow. Probably. But anyway, yeah. Uh, but anyway, after that, we're going to get back together the next day and record and kind of do a wrap-up on that show and call it up, call it up, you know, what it was when a – uh, had fun with this podcast. You're moving on to another podcast. I'm going to be starting something or working with someone very soon. But in the meantime, I think we're going to do a 1985, uh, the year that was. So you can look forward to that. And I think Jeremy and I are going to do, uh, and I, any other ideas he spits out after this, I don't know about. But uh, I'm going to spit out, we talked about doing another one. 
of our top 10 over the last four years, just our top 10 moments that we've enjoyed recording this podcast. You know, I know the uh, time Jeremy got with the coconut. That was a, The coconut's was a always top of my one. list, yeah. Yes, that was a good one. Uh, but we'll talk about, you know, people we've, we've done top 10s on. And, and um, also, uh, Jeremy, I think it's good. To, we're going to probably um, have to honor a couple people that's uh, helped us along the way. It's mm-hmm. no longer with us, um, you know. And uh, as I was talking to the other podcast earlier, uh, uh, just some people's passed away since we've done this podcast, you know. Oh, yeah. And, uh, we'll honor them, too, um, at some point, I'm sure. So, anyway. Uh, you got anything you want me to wrap it up with? Because I know what I'm going to say next, man. Um, let me think here. Uh, yeah, I think I think I'm good. All right. We'll see you at the matches, wrestling fans. For myself, Professor Jeremy Vilmer, the late Tex Johnson, and Arn Anderson's favorite enhancement talent, Double B Bobby Blaze. Bye bye, everybody. <laughs>